0: And we back. This is part two of women's history episode. I'm so happy I got this done. Um, I was so tired editing it, but it's so important that um, what's discussed is heard. Whether you're a woman, man, boy, girl, mom, dad. I feel like this conversation just gives understanding of where women are today and why we do the things in the manner that we do them and how the ways that we depended on people in the past cannot continue at the same level. It has to be a independence with a person that wants to be a partner, a team. And that can be professionally, that can be romantically, that can be just even like co-parenting as a team. Like you're, you being better is, beneficial to our child me being better is beneficial to a child and when you look at it like that it leaves less room for gaps and separation and negative conversation and that's what this is it's not about bashing it's not about you know talking down it's about getting to the foundation of how we can be better thank you for checking out she gets a podcast bonus episode i appreciate you and i still got you on monday <laughs> I got y'all
1: Well that I will give Gen Z women a, a definite round of applause Because if it was anybody who walked off the job And said I'm not doing it And I'm not giving you a two weeks notice It was them Gen Zers Hello. They, they are so much better at walking away From things that do not stir them Especially employment I will go somewhere else
0: I'm just like... But at the same time I had this conversation with my 79 79 she could beat me 69 year old mom and i'm just like people are not staying at jobs for 30 years anymore because they're seeing that the jobs are getting more out of them than they're getting out of it absolutely
1: absolutely like um the generation before me telling me get a union job get a union job a union job i left the union job at the point where i could get the minimum of my pension because i was like this is not for me there's someone who's going to pay me 10 to 15 dollars more an hour for less work i'm gone best yes. decision I ever made in my life
0: It's yes. not worth it. we have to get we all have to get to a point where we're just like you know what selling my time for money does not make sense
1: Mm-mm. if I don't like what I'm doing and it's not paying my bills and it's stressing me out why would I why would I be here same with a man why would I be here if what I'm putting out causes me discomfort to get the bare minimum I'm not gonna stay here
0: for what and the worst thing you could do as a woman is know your worth. People will, ah. will crucify you for feeling like you deserve X, Y, and Z, for feeling like you had enough, for feeling like, you know what? I see moms, I respect moms, but motherhood is not for me. You know what? Um, I do love this man, but he tried marriage in his past. We are not married. I'm not pressuring pressuring him to be married. I'm okay with cohabitating. It's healthy. And that's what I'm gonna do. I'm never going to tell someone who's in a healthy relationship and two, two or more people, because that's what people do today, mm-hmm. are in agreement that this is how this relationship works. Do you? Whatever works for you works. well see, that's the
1: big argument with this whole quote-unquote soft life, because everyone has a different definition of what that means for you. And people are being shamed. Like men and women will tell you, "Oh, so you have a price? No, I have value." There's a difference between right. having a price on what it costs to dealing with me. That's for my employer. And there's a value <laughs> <laughs> that I have for myself. And if you can't meet the meet the needs or the expectations I have for myself, why would I why would I exchange my time with you? Right. It's not a price. It's self worth. And when has self worth ever been a bad thing?
0: Right. And I feel like we all do it. We all, especially when we were like in our teens, okay, this job is paying me, you know, maybe 8.50 an hour. I'm only going to work a five hour shift. Do oh I want to go? Do I want to take two buses and a train to go to work? Mm. No. I'm going to call out. No. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? And mm. so the same mentality with people when they think about women, what can we hold over her head to feel like she needs to be here and she needs to make the sacrifice? What can we hold over her head to feel like if she has kids, she better not mention it in this application or this interview, or else we're not going to hire her. And there's a lot of women who are educated, um, can do the work, want to do the work, love the career, but they hide the fact that they have kids. They hide the fact that they are taking care of their parents. They had the fact that, uh, you know, they have someone in their immediate family that has special needs Mm -hmm. and then they get a year in. Oh yes. I am a mom. You didn't know I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. I'm going to slowly start adding photos to my office. Like Mm -hmm. they do that because people do judge people in interviews the question of okay um I love your resume what do you do in your spare time that is not to kick rocks that is to figure out who else yeah who else in your life needs you more than we need you and how much do you find joy in being there for them because that will determine how much we can get out of you like even jobs asking in the application process are you okay with overtime
1: I didn't sign up for that. What do you mean overtime? Let's talk about the hours I haven't even worked yet. What do you mean? Can I get
0: in the office to have an interview with you first? And to me, that's like, ugh. Mm -mm.
1: This is my first time actually having an employer who equates the happier I am at home, the more that I will work for you. Um, My CEO, that was one of the first things he said to me in our most recent one-on-ones. He's like, I've noticed that you being at home and the quality of your son life equates to the quality of your work. Whatever you're doing at home, increase it because it's doing wonders for us. I've never had that in my long years of 35 years. No job has ever prioritized my well-being over their profit because they know the more you pour into me, the more I'm going to pour into you.
0: Yeah. And if you don't know, now, you know, you go learn things. HR is not for you. No. Don't let them make you feel comfortable to feel like you could come to my office at any time and vent I'm not about anything. Girl. You are not my a- own girl. HR <laughs> is not for you. HR is the inside man between your thoughts, your feelings, your doings, and that company to be like, okay, so this person is a little ticky-ticky and on the verge to do X, Y, and Z. So just prepare yourself to have someone um, come in for their position and their title because- it doesn't look good. Like that is HR. Like if you need to vent about work, do it to someone who is not at work.
1: Facts. Cause you got haters at work. I'm gonna be honest with you. People who are who don't like the way that you work, who don't like the attention that you get and let them get a reason. Let them get a reason to talk. Competitiveness in the workplace. That is something that's very, it can get very catty. It can get very underhanded. Yeah. Yeah, these are not your friends, these are your colleagues. Okay.
0: Yeah. And I love the fact that women are building their own. I love the fact that our women are showing up in higher levels, even if that means corporate or a startup, or you know, women are and their husbands are starting their own bridal line. I like that. You know what I'm saying? How many, you know, people. The price changes when they figure out that, oh, you're black. Mm-hmm. I love the families that are taking, you know, these um auditors and you know people in housing to court oh, for yeah. discrimination because you marked the house this because we were black. And once we took the pictures down, the price has changed. That's that was crazy the first time I saw that. Like, so let's stop acting like that's not a thing. Let's stop acting like, you know, women don't get charged more tax because you have a vagina still. Hmm. Hmm. That's crazy to me.
1: Why are we still paying taxes on pads? Please let me know. Please let Hmm. me know. Okay. This is a bodily function that we're going to have from now till menopause. Why are we paying taxes?
0: but yet you go in every clinic you go in any youth center there's a jar of free condoms for men because they need to put this on their penises for their protection women need protection too women need proper health care too women shouldn't be in their 20s at work with great health insurance with the stall smelling like a farmer's market hello There are grown women that don't know how to self care. There are grown women that don't know shit about uh, soft life. And to me, soft life is just all the shit you should have been doing already because you have needs too. Hello. That's it. It ain't no extra pampering. It ain't no uh, extra consideration. It's at last, hey, we've been here. You can do this too.
1: No, you know, but see, men have a misconception of what soft life is. Like I've spoken to several men. They're like, oh, you just want someone to take care of you. You want to have facials. You don't want to do any work. Soft life does not mean you don't work. Right. Soft life means you do not have to work hard and struggle. It doesn't mean you don't work. It means that you work on things that bring you enjoyment. You acknowledge your needs. You have a form of daily self-care, which I really don't consider self-care because there are things that you need to do to stay healthy. So self-care to you is going to the doctor on a regular checkup, getting a pap smear, going to get a facial may be necessary for you, but why is that deemed extra? Setting boundaries, making intentional actions. That's what soft life is. It's not this figure. It's not this fantasy of, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm just pampering myself. No, it's a lifestyle that empowers you to be your best self. That's what self-life is.
0: Knowing when your friendship has come to an end, but you don't have to throw dirt on this person. That's a form of self-life. Knowing when you love your mom, you love your dad, but coming home and listening to them fight or argue or drink and break shit and then wake up tomorrow and apologize. For the 15th year is not it and I just I have to get to a point where I come see you guys once a month
1: boundaries soft life is boundaries healthy boundaries your your boundaries and where minds minds begin I don't want to be a part of that
0: my what knowing when you're in a a a job zoom <laughs> and they ask you so so what's going on with you oh nothing just work period.
1: You're asking too much.
0: Like, I think people who want to speak out loud on their views and opinions and have social media and have it not be private have to understand that that is part of the pro and the con of you having social media and Wi-Fi. If someone feels like they're offended enough to figure out where you work, to have a problem, to bring it to your HR department, to threaten to not purchase this or boycott. And that job feels like you're too much of a um, legal uh, (laughs) liability. (laughs) liability. Um, We're going to have to let you go. Please be prepared to work for yourself.
1: Amen on that one. Yeah, I'm usually the person in the comments. I am just here for the comments. Okay. <laughs> don't reply back to me. I'm just looking. I just
0: want to see Listen. where your mind,
1: your survey baby area to see what bullshit and what positivity lies here. That's it. I'm just here.
0: Listen. For the and don't get me wrong. These platforms are getting hit to the shit. They're just mm-hmm. like, okay, there's new lawyers in a mm-hmm. new sector coming up just for social media. Absolutely. There's, there's lawyers. There's fashion lawyers. You could be a lawyer and be just a fashion lawyer. Mm -hmm. You can be a lawyer today and just be a social media lawyer. Mm -hmm. Okay. And these platforms are just like, okay, what update do we have to do for these people to not read, but agree to (laughs) really quick because they need a post, whatever, that says anything you say in this video, this platform is not liable. Ah, yes. Much needed it's coming and -hmm. for a lot of platforms it's already there it's just like people never take the time to read
1: these these terms Mm
0: -hmm. but they're long they're but they're they're long for a reason it's just like people Mm -hmm. that just like you know what i'm a singer i'm in music i want to get signed to a label and all my dreams are going to come true they make the wording on there go over your head on purpose
1: legalese Mm mm-hmm
0: So you may not wanna bring Uncle Ray Ray to look it over. It's not a car, it's not a used vehicle. It's your life, It's, it's it's your name, it's your likeness that's on the line. Like I'm all for you being independent and you sharing your ideas. But I think we all, men and women, need to learn how to share our ideas when it's time to share our ideas. Share your ideas after you did the legal paperwork. Share your idea after you did the patent. Share your idea after you started the business legally. If you wanna remain a mystery, you can start a business in Delaware and you do not have to put your name on anything business-wise to show like you are the owner if you want to keep it in secret lots of people do it Mm -hmm. but it it involves you doing footwork well then that goes
1: back to what you said earlier people do not want to read or even figure out the recipe on how someone became successful because they want that instant success nobody really wants to do the footwork it's an instant society
0: correct And so, yes, I appreciate the Issa Rays. I appreciate the Shonda Rhimes. I appreciate the Regina Kings, even though um, they didn't do a new season of Boondocks. Mm I'll, I'll, I'll live. I appreciate uh, Misha Green who is the producer and writer of um, Underground and Lovecraft Country, which was a great show. Oh my God, that was a wonderful Screw show. True HBO for trying to own that lady's ideas and not let another season come on because people would have watched it. Um, what is it? Katori Hall. <laughs> for giving us the P-Valley on oh TV. <laughs>
1: whoa no that show was absolutely amazing I actually what? Had to get into it. yes
0: the actors the the issues they touched on the problem and the double standard that men and women have of two women showing each other love and affection two men showing each other love and affection what an open marriage may look like why is this on tv this is not
1: it exists. That's the thing. They, um, at one point in time, uh, certain groups of people wanted to hide the fact that certain things exist in our culture. These are real issues. And I actually have been here before they put them on TV long before us. Open marriages have been a thing before their wives, even though there was open marriages. Let's go back to our grandparents. It's been a thing. Let's
0: it's go back to, thing. to Queens and Kings. Hello. How women How were I? choosing. Hello? women were choosing men. Mm -hmm. acting like men are the only ones that choose women women were choosing men the most fit the most wanted the strongest the biggest
1: I'm sorry about the with the ice but how
0: can I choose when I'm already chose like come on we've been doing it like come on okay but I love the fact that you know my kids could grow up and see a Simone Biles you know what I'm saying um uh, Ava DuVernay you know doing it um Mm. women who have features of blackness but mom they don't look black and how I how I get to sector in that there's blackness for every human being on this earth some people deny it some people try to cover it up some people chop off noses to cover it up Mm -hmm. some people um paint over the original some people Mm. duplicate and change the wording, how so many things that we have is from our native people and our native language that they switched to use it against us in this government. Hmm. I'm talking about titles, Hmm. indigenous people maybe, I don't know, I don't know. Turn around and say, no, it's this, it came from this. No, I'm sorry. How black people have a language that we don't even have to speak to each other.
1: Hello. how about legitimizing the fact that um they eat they, and well in our lifetime they tried to legitimize ebonics but saying that our slang is not a language that it's ignorant what's the difference between the way that americans speak in this country and patois
0: but they use it whenever they want to do advertising to get a, a group
1: Bling bling is in a dictionary. It's in the Webster dictionary. So why are we picking and choosing which words from the language that we created are actually viable? And who chooses?
0: Hmm. Who chooses? And Even when it comes to these awards, who's on these panels choosing who was the best supporting actor? Who is the best supporting actress? Who chooses, oh, this album is the best album in this? Why is there... S- all these genres of music, and I' explained this to my kids, came from Africa, tribes, how Asian people and African people have similar features because there were black Asians at one time, African Asians, yeah, and they, and they annihilated villages to say that that never existed.
1: That's when you, Oh, they recently found um, carvings in mountains where their noses and their facial features look just like us. Hello. That's something I discussed with my son. And from a very young age, he would look and I love my nose. I love my skin. I love my hair. That's not something that we had as children. My hair was not something that was loved. I was told that it needed to be changed. Now I let it grow the way that it does for my scalp. Okay. And it's beautiful that way. But I didn't know that. it it took me a while
0: to get here Mm -hmm. okay before I was here yes my hair was naturally just thick and my mama comb it there was no relaxer in it and I want to say I I was about eight and my aunt had put a relaxer in my hair my mom just continued Mm -hmm. and then I got to a point where I'm just like I don't want my hair to be like this thing that takes away my time. I don't Mm -hmm. want my hair to be this thing that has to hurt, burn, itch in order for it to look away to be appealing to someone else, for them to convince me that you like your hair like this and this is the standard. And so I've gone through my hair being long, short, curly, um, hardly even there. I've tried every style except getting my hair locked. That is my goal. Mm -hmm. So work in progress is going to be a different commitment, but I feel like we have one life. We don't know how much time we're going to be here. Why not explore your everything? Absolutely. I've
1: probably tried every hair. That's the only one I haven't tried is locking my hair. I've shaved the sides. I've shaved the whole thing. I haven't, I don't think I put that creamy stuff in my hair that apparently causes fibroids we're not even go here or there but um maybe almost in a decade I will never ever put that stuff in my I don't even want to get a hot comb it just gives me flashbacks of being seven years old by the story. <laughs> and my mom is like I didn't burn you That's steam like I'm good I'm never putting much any child of mine through that absolutely not
0: listen and I'm I understand like for my daughters they have different hair textures but I always compliment them I always tell them the things that they can do with their hair that someone may not be. And, you know, like growing up, everybody always wished they had somebody else's hair, no matter what their hair looked like. Mm -hmm. It's just a girl Mm thing. You know, um, even men, men will say, oh, like you a pretty boy, you lucky. Like if I look like you, I would, you know, abuse it. It's okay to like other people's features, but it's not okay to downgrade yourself and say that you are not enough to be liked or wanted or used in the face of this or um, in this manner because you don't look like this.
1: Oh, I got mean girl in like, especially elementary school. I had somebody cut my hair because it was too long. Yes, yes, I was mean girl. Absolutely. My mom came home and she's like, why is you of your ponytail shorter than the other? uh somebody didn't like it yeah kindergarten Yes, yes I was the kid with yeah but my hair was long like that because of the process of perming and hot combing like I said I hated that stuff
0: I had to explain to uh, Anya she was like why did you cut your hair I'm just like girl I got tired of stealing my Saturdays I would steal my Saturdays up until I was like 22 and so even that for women is a whole conversation because I want to say it was four years ago when UPS was like, "Okay, it's okay for you guys to have locks. We're allow it. What? Before it was unprofessional,
1: yeah, there's still schools who are like private schools at least that are still fighting um fighting that with some kids who have had their hair locked. it's not it's not appropriate for the school.
0: You can't graduate unless you get that. You can't get your capping gown unless you get that. Oh, this school, we don't allow braids. Mm -mm. but if you look at Susan Susan has her hair braided with two pigtails with bows at the ends right you know John wanted his hair to be green his little mohawk to be green this week I think it's cool
1: I remember oh my my hair is currently blonde right now do you understand that this would have been like maybe in the early 2000s this would have been radical for me to wear to work for me to come to work with the color blonde that I have it would be excessive
0: crazy even women today we get shunned and judged if you wear red lipstick still
1: i think that's terrible red lipstick and red nail polish that's for horse use my language but no i just you this can't crazy you put a scarlet letter on, what it's a color you can't you can't demonize colors it's
0: in the rainbow you know even men feeling like uh, I think I'm going to take a leap of faith. I'm going to put on this pink polo. Thank you, Kanye. You made it okay. Like, what? It's a color. It's, a beautiful,
1: it's salmon. Make yourself feel better. It's salmon. It's not pink, okay? And just wear the shirt because you like it.
0: But now, fast forward.
1: I've seen some men with some, some better um, gel nails than my
0: own. So Period. they're jumping out there. It might be some men who are considered to be the hardest rappers with their nails done, wearing skirts, um, shooting threes like no other, dancing, being very flamboyant. But the, the respect is like pick and choose to me. Mm, that's true. That's true. Like, oh, yeah, he does X, Y, and Z. But, you know, it's such and such. he 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 been in the streets for real. Mm, I'm gonna have to quote
1: bell hooks on that femininity is for everybody feminism is for everybody everyone has divine masculine and feminine qualities inside of them it's the balance within the individual I think that getting your nails done even like what you're saying getting manicures and pedicures for men I think that's necessary I'm sorry I don't want your athlete's foot on me take care of yourself <laughs> like no I'm, I'm serious though But they get shunned for that like yeah. there are men who sit there I'm not gonna go get my feet done you should that ingrown toenail, you can see a podiatrist.
0: I've never, later. ever, 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 ever gone to a nail shot with any man I'm with. Oh,
1: it's, ever. An experience. it's so wonderful. It's wonderful. It's a, it's a bonding experience.
0: And I've never gone to a nail shot with any of my brothers, they wouldn't go.
1: I'm trying to get my son to go to understand like, you know what I'm saying? This is not a girl thing either. He's like, I don't know. There's no guys in there. Not when we go, but just try it. You might like it.
0: Especially Jamaican men. Like that's a whole nother sector of judgment and insecurity and just toxic mindset. You know, a lot of times my brother's, and my nephews the way that they show <laughs> l- love or just I see you you see me let's bond they talk shit about each other and not in a nice way and I'm just like okay this is cool so before y'all leave y'all gonna do the check-in and be like I was just playing right mm-hmm. and no it's not and so
1: I understand, it's like, that you know, because I said that about you, then, you know, I care about you. No, nah, I didn't get that in all of that, that that talk. No, I didn't hear it. And
0: that's my thing where if you do it too much or you lay it on too thick, you will start to make your child think like those are your real thoughts about me. Mm-hmm. In order to let this person know that I see them and that I care about them, I'm a dig in on them. So and why is
1: it easier for, for women to do that? Within my friend circle, my female friends, and it's easier for us to say, I love you. Like it's not, it's it's a regular, a regular thing. My best Because it's was,
0: not seen as being gay or you're a sissy.
1: Well, in some well, in these times, if you're too close to your friend, they might think you're gay. Like even now in these times, like everything has a boundary. Like you're too close, like. When I was um, my mom was still present in this world. I would hold my mother's hand. I'm talking about grown women. Me and my mom locked in down the street, and people think that's my woman.
0: Let me tell you something. <laughs> my mom left for Albuquerque yesterday, and I mm-hmm. told her before you walk out that door and get in that car, come give me a hug so I can lay you on my breast. Okay, see, that's what, that's the love I'm talking
1: about. Enmeshment. I love you, and you need to know that.
0: But men can't do when I see my nephews they hug me and I lift them up you know what I'm saying like I don't and I don't know what it is for like a man to a man but all I can do is witness it and that's why people are such an uproar about creed and and two black men not hating each other not putting digs on each other and showing slight affection in photos or um on film and I'm just like y'all need help
1: no but think about look how long they've worked together when you start
0: say goodbye
1: Working with someone, you're with them day in and day out. You create a bond. That's his friend. You can tell it's a brotherhood. Why Mm -hmm. does everything have to be gay? And we grew up in the 90s and early 2000s. You're
0: gay. That's gay. Because people are insecure. But at the same set and at the same time, you can see a man that works in corporate America. And when he leaves at six o'clock, he's putting on his heels with Mm -hmm. his uh, pencil skirt. He's 6'4". He has a comb over and he's going home to his wife. And yes, I've, we've been married for 30 years and I understand that he's a cross-chester, but that's my husband. And that's fine. Tell me a, a woman of another culture that's like, that's by me and my man, my man, my man.
1: Uh-uh. But I, I'm, I'm assuming that the person we're speaking about is of the majority and the rules aren't the same for them. So yeah. it's a little bit different in showing their levels of femininity. Absolutely not.
0: And that, that right there is just like a main example of what it is for you to be the elite okay in a society of the, that's not normal. But because you look like this no one's gonna pressure you about this. It's okay for you to do it because you look like this. We're not gonna question it. But if we see Cavante on the fourth mm-hmm. floor that does mail, leave out of here in heels. I'm sorry, the way that you carry yourself is disrupted to the work environment.
1: Only certain places are safe spaces for people to express themselves. You have to have a card to express yourself in certain areas. And if you don't fit that criteria, you you can't express yourself in that way. I'm sorry, keep that for your home life.
0: And that's crazy. Like even with basketball players, you're telling me because a basketball player signed this contract, they are not allowed to go out in public and witness titties being shaked in front of their face while they take care of their families. Hmm. Why not? What? Yeah yeah and that's why I say, black people are talented enough, great enough, smart enough, have the resources enough. Most of us, we live in a country of billionaires. And we have, More than ever, actually, yeah. and we have working poor. And you're going sit here and tell me, you go and work so hard. And hope and pray and wish and beg to be on a team that's gonna treat you like you on a platform for slave trade.
1: Oh, slavery has no class. Slavery has, there are so many classes of slavery. People who have more money than I do. I think it's what you trade in though. I think it's what we stand for, what we allow. Remember, I'm, I'm not gonna say it, but he's one of my favorite Geminis. Slavery might necessarily be a choice to some extent because if we don't band together and choose what it is we want stop waiting for people who are holding
0: the door open let's let's segue a little bit i know this is for women's history but let's segue because you said that i there's a lot that kanye says Mm -hmm. that i do not disagree with what i do not agree with is though his wording and the way he approaches what he's trying to say he's Always not he's not um that's not his forte someone tell me how i can say this and this and this and not come off offensive X, y, and Z. like <laughs> he needs that but his pride and his ego will not allow him to have someone be that middle person and be like, okay, I understand that these are your views, but this is how you say it. So this is not the outcome. Like he needs that middle person, but a lot of what he says, I understand what he's trying to say. But when you try to explain to people, I understand what he's trying to say. They're just like, oh, you just taking up for him because you just like his music.
1: No, his music has waned for me in the past few years. Yes. Um, so it's definitely not his music it's definitely his delivery that's the problem. I think yes. that everybody has the freedom of speech and like again your boundaries end where someone else's begin and I feel he's intentional in the way that he's speaking as far as his arrogance and expressing his opinion because he he's advocating for free speech but not everything he says is wrong. You know my mother used to say the sun shines on a dog's ass every once in a while. And when he makes a point that particular one I do believe and I've I've even had to teach my son that and if a 13 year old can understand that slavery is a choice I think adults can understand that slavery is a choice because even if your choice is not a favorable one you have always have an option.
0: Even Even at the time of slavery slavery after they were legally free was a decision to leave or stay and work to stay. It's a choice.
1: It may not be a good choice. If I give you options, red pill, blue pill, believing you have a choice also puts you in slavery too, as well. You can always do what the fuck you want and there are always going to be consequences, but why not take your chances with the consequences if you're always doing what it is that you want? Right. That's my thing with the things that he says. I'm just, yeah, that was just one point. People pick those contracts and those those positions, specifically athletes, And they know to some extent going in that there'll be restrictions, but they don't necessarily understand. In the long run, when you decide that you don't want to be there anymore, you've taken away your own free will and choice. And now you're bound by the contracts that you put yourself in for the monetary value. You got to look at the long game. Is is it worth it? Is this opportunity? Is this circumstance? Is the money worth what I'm restricting myself from of the future? And have I really taken the time to weigh my options? And yeah. a lot of them are in a um a lack mindset or whatever it may be in that moment for them. And it looks better doing this and forfeiting what they don't understand or value, which it goes back to earlier. People don't understand their value. You don't understand what you're truly giving up until you don't have it as an option.
0: Right. And a lot of people want to double back. And a lot of it, it listen, a lot of people feel like, oh, I got this as an option. I got this as a job option. But then as time goes over and your comfortability turns into a liability, Mm. now having this person and that person to take care of now because you have a permanent attachment is no longer a brag it's it's like
1: Mm, it didn't feel the same way as it did in the beginning now it now it's a burden before it was a blessing a blessing turned into a burden long game got to think about the long game of your decisions and um I don't think people do that for me, that, that is what my soft life includes is intentional actions where I truly look at the long game of what I'm doing. How is this gonna benefit me in the long run? Am I gonna be okay with this decision that I make for myself five, 10 years down the line? Or is this a temporary decision on temporary feelings?
0: Right. Ooh, we just have to be smart. So a question for you, what does growth look like for you like healthy growth for you in every aspect of you being a woman a mother a sister um a auntie all of that
1: um wow me being a woman in general whether it be at home whether it be with my child or my family members and other women i'm impressionable on um honestly my growth is measurable by who's been my audience and because i know my audience i feel that i have an obligation to be my best version of myself. So growth for me means, is my health being taken care of? And the people who are watching me, how do they see I prioritize my health care, My happiness, Mm -hmm. Um, do, do my children see me being happy? Do these little girls in my life see me making choices that make me happy? And how does that reflect growth? What am I pouring into myself as far as my career? Does my career make me happy? Is my career able to sustain myself? Mm-hmm. um growth is the people that my son sees me around um I pride myself on some of the friends that I've had I've had since before I had my titties and <laughs> what they put my, my two closest friends I've known them since February 14th 1996 long story but my growth with those individual women have been amazing they saw me well see I've seen me go through so many various aspects of my life mm-hmm. and all they do is add to it so they've seen me at my highest and my lows but the relationship that we have has been maintained and we've all elevated as individuals. And sometimes it's with the support of the other person, whether it be physically, communicatively with resources or just sharing motherly stories, like we're there for them. So my son sees my support system with other women. My son sees my relationships and how I don't allow those relationships to take from me in a negative way. So he sees me that whatever I interact with, so mm-hmm. does my needs. My my little cousins who look up to me, they see that in any situation that I interact with, if it's not serving me, I have the ability to discern, this is no good. I need to walk away from it. Or maybe I need to change how I'm pouring into that situation. Um, I've left jobs. And yes. I've, left, I've left so many jobs. And that part scared some of the older women in my family. Like, you can't just quit. Yes, the fuck, I can. I can leave any situation. I don't yeah. have to stay there. And I think that's empowered some of the younger generations in my family. Like, I'm going to choose the job that's best for me. And if something doesn't treat me right, I need to walk away. Um, Knowing when to walk away. I think as Black women, that's one of our biggest issues as well is either we stay too long or we leave too soon. Yes. So um, knowing from my personal failures and successes, oh, I see how Auntie did that she left that situation because she didn't need to figure it out. She didn't need to give it more time or she stayed there and she gave the opportunity to let things settle before she decided to leave has been like my biggest achievement. Um, Hearing my little cousins or my sister say, how did you do that? Or it's wonderful to know that my experiences are not in vain. Like I went through so many different things, positive and negative that I can leave it. Like that's something that I'm personally writing about myself, that there's a purpose in pain. For people not to look at suffering with such a negative connotation, that there's something to learn from it, that everything that you go through, you can't get advice for. There's certain things that you can only learn with experience.
0: And there's certain things that you only ask people with experience. Oh, definitely. Because, you know, when you're you're willing to bet on yourself and take leaps and and switch up careers. What you do is going to scare people who don't feel like they're worth trying to do that. Absolutely. And so asking someone, you know, I have. Glad you guys are still listening to the show. If you are looking to support a black woman, <laughs> please check out 1977 Hustle dot com. That is my girl, Jayla's company. Of workout gear, comfy gear, bras, tanks, um, pants, shorts, whatever you're looking for, hoodies. She got it on there. Also check out protectyoenergy.com. Y-O, Everything's on there. Hats, t-shirts, hoodies, uh, bags, kits that you get to go ahead and self-care Tips, all of that. Just this is just a peaceful place, okay? Because we are supporting Black women, okay? We are supporting creators. We are supporting women making something for themselves. And I'm so happy that women are constantly evolving despite what is against them. Because that's what we do. Now back to the show. This on the table and I have this on the table. Which one you think I, I should take? If you ask someone who has never not had and had to work to have, they're going to tell you to take the easier, more expected route. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you ask someone who has always been given X, Y, and Z, they're going to tell you, go for the hardest thing, even though I, you know, you haven't had the experience, but I feel like you should just go for that because it's more this. And I tell people all the time, whenever you're offered to do something that's going to give you more money, you're going to be um, looked at as go-to in this position. Understand that that goes with you sacrificing more of your sanity. It goes with Mm -hmm. you sacrificing more of your time. It goes with you not being around your children as much, not seeing your family as much, having to Oh, you can't take off that weekend because we need someone to cover x, y, and z. Okay. Well, what about this? Oh, that's our busiest weekend. Um, I don't recommend you take it off that weekend. Stop. We have to stop taking away our sanity to cover bills that are going to be there tomorrow mm-hmm. and next and next month and mm-hmm. next year. Like, at what time are you going to do it for you? And that is why we have this pattern of, Let's say doctors, I want to be a doctor. Okay, do you understand what sacrifice is going to look like? You know, it's okay. I know I have to go to school for X, Y, and Z. Okay, did you know that when you get out of school, you're going to be broke?
1: And you'll still be in school because you'll be in your residency and you're not going to be making the money to pay for your student loan. So just keep that in mind. And Do you know hopefully. you're
0: probably going to roommate with like six people? hmm Do you know but that you're,
1: you're... Still be on your parents' insurance until you're 28? <laughs> did you you need need healthcare
0: and that that's if that health insurance allows you some people cut you off at 25
1: oh if you're in medical school it's 28 i work at healthcare luckily if you are if you are in med school and you want to be a doctor and your parents are willing to insure you 28 lucky kids
0: listen (laughs) and then it's just like okay and then once you actually become a doctor Hmm. your life is dictated around you being a doctor you're on call literally right and then Let's say you had kids and you got married. If your wife or your husband is not in the same field, you're probably not going to see them. But if you're someone that has a Nick Canning mindset and you think your money's going to be able to raise your kids and they're going to be happy and everything's going to be great, then you're going to do that. But you're probably going to be raising some assholes who are not going to know you, have any foundation. Um, I have a father. He was in the house, but he wasn't there. Our nannies raised us. Our friends' moms raised us. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to grow up. You're probably going to pay for them to go to school because that's what's expected of somebody that's a doctor. And they're probably going to fuck off a lot. Um, Hopefully you don't have a child that messes up and throws it in your face. Um,
1: And then
0: they're going to graduate Get a job where they don't want to follow in your footsteps. Depending on your maturity, you're going to take that as a knock or you're going to be proud of the fact that they want to choose their own career. And then because y'all don't have a relationship, they probably don't even want to come see you. And then the way that you combat the fact that you feel fucking empty after all that you've done and the years that you sacrificed for this lifestyle that you thought you wanted at, you know, 19 or in your 20s because all your friends were doing it. You go out and you buy yourself a a 100K vehicle.
1: Oh, that midlife crisis hitting hard, huh?
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to start seeing what you said, the long game of like, what do I want my 50s to look like? What do I want my 60s to look like? Mm -hmm. Um, Do I want to pick someone who's YOLOing it in their 20s, their 30s? And at the end of their 40s, because their back hurts a little day at home. Yeah, no thanks. Mm -mm. My what?
1: Mm -mm. Not at all. These are these intentional actions. Like you have to really buckle down and acknowledge what are my needs now and how are those needs going to evolve over time? That's where the growth comes in. Like you said, I'm not gonna be in a relationship like um, with the friends you were speaking with. Who I am at the beginning of this is not who I'm trying to end up being in the long run. So how are my decisions in alignment with who I'm becoming? And are the people who I have around me in alignment of who I'm becoming? The people that I take advice from, like I, I would never take advice from anybody without experience. If you are not doing or haven't done what it is I'm asking you about, I can't really use your advice. I can listen to you. Even if you failed, I would listen to someone who failed at what I'm doing more than someone who's never tried, because at least they can give me a reference point on what not to do or what doesn't work. But if you've never done what I'm done, we're not in alignment for advice. I can't get what I need from you. And it's not because I discredit you as a person. We're just not in the same place. The information that you have is not from an intentional place to advise me in because you're not knowledgeable. So who's in alignment with my goal? Who's in alignment with whom I'm becoming? Yeah, So important. People don't really um understand that. I'm going to quote Nas for a minute. Association, breeds you know what I'm saying? I, who you keep in your circle, who you keep around you, that particular energy, that mindset, those goals, we don't have to want the same thing, but at least our work ethic, our belief system to some degree, as far as who we are as individuals, even if we're not the same person, we're not going to same places, that dedication got to be the same. You got to love you the way that I love me, if you aren't loving yourself, I don't think that we could ever be around each other, because I love myself so much, and if I don't see you loving you, at some point in time, you're going to do something to dishonor yourself, I'm going to look at you like, hey, if you could treat yourself this poorly, how would you treat me, okay?
0: Okay. That's a big one. There's men, there's men that'll tell you I got to do this because my kids need this. I got to do this because my family needs this. I gotta... What do you do because you need it? Hmm. I don't like myself. I just do what I got to do. Who is that what? helping? Who is that helping? Mm-mm. I know I ain't shit, but you know, I tried. Words, words become things. The more you yes. keep saying I know I ain't shit, the more you ain't going to be shit
1: that self-talk is important what you,
0: can, you cannot keep doing for other people and not making sure that you're in the best position to do for other people it doesn't make any sense um I had a talk to Ari's dad yesterday like uh like he was like I just want to be able to take care of y'all said, like, you keep saying that you keep saying that stop be able to take care of you so mm-hmm. taking care of you is so easy that you would be able to take care of anything else I said, that's mm-hmm. the best thing you can do for your kids. Yes.
1: I got shunned for saying that. Like I got side-eyed. I was like, I come first because if I can't take care of me, I can't take care of him. Hello. And he knows that too. He was like, mommy, do you love me? I was like, yes. Do you love yourself? I love me just as much as I love you. Me and you right here. But I was like, I gotta take care of me so I could take care of you. And I said, you too. I was like, as much as you love me. If you can't take care of you, you can't take care of anything else. So what I need you to do is take care of you while I take care of you. And -hmm. you helping me already. Mm -hmm. A lot of kids grow up thinking that they have to care for their parents in a particular way out of obligation. And um, I brought you into this world. So the only person that has to care for anybody, I have no expectation that when I grow old and gray that you have to do anything for me other than exist and be the good person that you are. If you choose to care for me i appreciate you but it is not your job
0: let me tell you after i work 7.5 hours for the white man do you think i want to walk eight miles or be on a treadmill i don't do it would you do it i do it because i don't want my kids to grow up thinking oh i can't move here i gotta be able to take care of my mom oh i can't do this because my mom needs me or um I got to make sure my mom picks up this. I got to make sure my mom, my mother has been sick all my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of things that have happened over my lifetime with her and I tell other people and the things that I can chuckle about when I tell them, they're just like, that. but that's not funny. But a lot of times the laughter is not out of, it's funny, the laughter is out of, I really thought that was the worst thing. Mm-hmm. I really thought like, that was the it. Yeah. I really thought like, there's no way, you know, we were going to make it out of that one. And then when this happened, I really thought like, oh, this is like, I can't handle anything. And and the challenges become became greater and greater and greater to a point where I got to a point where I had to say, worrying about it doesn't make it not happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Worrying about it doesn't make it less hard. Nope. Um, worrying about it doesn't make the amount that I have to pay disappear. Not worrying about it allows me to focus in on the moment, mm. to be uh, present. Not worrying about it brought more opportunity to take care of it absolutely and once you let go of worrying about what if this don't happen what if that happened oh I don't have it oh my god this is gonna happen because I don't have it you're you'll start to see oh shit well that that did come through Mm -hmm. well I did randomly get that check in the mail so I, I got to pay that on time Well, I really thought that, you know, the car was going to break down on me that time and I was going to be stuck on the side of the road trying to go home after working 10 hours and the car didn't overheat and I got home. Like when I tell people the truck that I have at, at 34 or 33 when I got it is the first vehicle out of the three vehicles that I've had that I've owned that had heat and AC Okay, we doing things. All the doors worked. (laughs) I didn't have to worry about, okay, the girls want to go 30 miles away from the house, but I have a vehicle that cannot sit in traffic and stall or else overheat. I got to take the streetway. So the probability of me sitting at a light is like less than two minutes. Like being able to be like, we can go to this park or we can go to this guy's own place. And I'm not worried about the vehicle that I'm taking my kids to and from in or how I'm going to get there or who I'm going to ask for a ride. Like. The appreciation is an everyday thing, it's not just, okay. oh, I got the car, I forget about it, I don't appreciate it. Every time I do something in that truck, I appreciate it, I appreciate the fact that my kids didn't have to walk two miles to school like I had to walk to school. Or, (laughs) you know, my mom didn't have to take a trolley, a bus, and a train in order to get us to our doctor's appointment and then get us back to be able to cook a man dinner at seven, like she does every day, and make it seem like her day was just regular and easy while he drove home. Like, I'm not better than my mom, but I'm happy that I'm in a position to make sure how my kids are being brought up is better than. I'm how I was brought up.
1: That's one of my biggest flexes. The fact that my son doesn't see me worry, that my son sees me regardless of who's around, that mommy can handle things, and it's not a pressure situation. My son has his own room because I grew up similar to you. My mom was sick my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. And what she did do was absolutely amazing for me as far as the love that I received. So, What I give to my son has to come from that same place of gratitude. And it wasn't until I left those jobs that were stressing me out and creating that struggle mental space that I could actually open up my mind and be grateful for what I did have and not worry. Because somehow when I, you know, in the nineties, when things was all fucked and I didn't know how things were going to, you know, resolve itself, I was able to do things from a place of calm. And there's so much more that can be. Achieved when you're in the moment and in gratitude for what you do have, and you don't worry about things, the solutions come so much easier. Mm -hmm. The problems damn near solve themselves these days. I don't have nothing to worry about. Yeah. That's what I realized that there's really nothing to worry about. If I have the same work ethic that I have, I have the same intentions that I have, things will work themselves out. I'm not going to let
0: stuff fall. Yeah. A solution will come. And growth for me is in the knowing. Mm -hmm. growth for me is in you know like knowing okay yeah that that was my struggle then this is my better now um I thought in my 20s I really thought the more I struggled through it the better of an individual is going to make me (laughs) boy were we wrong right (laughs) and then I also think about Oh well, God damn. All my 20s, I was fit. Um, Stomach was flat. Mm-hmm. Um, Wearing a size six. Um, Comfortable in jeans. My thighs wasn't rubbing together. What was mm-hmm. I doing? I was struggling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was struggling. I was walking fast. I was going up steps. I was hopping on trains. I was walking two miles to the house from doing an internship, going to three classes in college and doing overnights. I was sleeping at the airport the night before in order to catch a five o'clock AM train to get to work, to do a floor move at six so I could get those hours. And I was like, (laughs) Chantal, what were you paying? (laughs) I was just paying a phone bill. Jeez. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think now, like, I'm not working that hard. I had to learn that me struggling and me not being into the, in the moments that I needed to be in, in my twenties to experience life and see options. Now I'm in my thirties and I don't like people and I don't want to be around people and I don't have uh, FOMO. I, there's nothing in me that's just like, oh my God, you have to hurry up and get out there and find someone because that someone is going to make your life so much better. Not if I'm not better. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? No. So, so, so growth to me is understanding that, Chantal, you have woke up on the bad side this morning, and I feel like you just about to be a bitch today. And I'd be like, Chantal, you are, (laughs) but nobody outside of you has caused this. You have woke, woken up with this mindset that this is the attitude and the, uh, that you're going to carry around today. Warn people who didn't do shit to you. Mm -hmm. And that is the emotional intelligence that I have grown to know more about me that I'm not perfect. Some days I feel like it, some days I don't. Some days I'm more productive than others. Some days I say at 8 a.m., I'm going to put on my shoes, my sneakers, um, go on the treadmill until 8.45, take a shower, That I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and then I'm going to do this, and that alarm goes off, and I'm just like, Mm. I'm going back to sleep, because there's a difference into planning what you think you need to be better and your body telling you, no, I'm tired. That is
1: the biggest thing that I learned in my thirties. Listen to your body. I used to push myself to the bone. I went to school, had a, had a, had a toddler, mm-hmm. went to school six days a week, went to work five days a week, one day off being Sunday, like going to labs on the weekend, doing overtime, staying past nine. I don't know how I did that.
0: Mm-hmm. Not
1: ignore my body saying you need rest. I'm talking about getting up 5 a.m. every day to be at accounting class at 7 something in the morning, still dropping the baby off at 715 and got 30 minutes to make it to campus. Then taking a break at home for 15 minutes, change my clothes, go to work for one to nine, come back, pick up the baby, try to do homework, try to get to bed before midnight, wake up and do it again. No, listen to your body. That is the biggest takeaway that I have from my 20s to my 30s your body knows best. If your body says slow down, take a day, take that day.
0: Yeah.
1: Everything else can wait.
0: Yeah. So for me, I'm happy that women up today are noticing like, no, I'm tired. I'm not doing it. Or Mm -hmm. girl, we go to brunch every week. I'm not coming. Or, um, Yeah, I think given this man seven years of a marriage and it not working out for us and then not being productive, my kids are still going to be loved. You're still going to be their father. We're going to co-parent like mature adults. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that we're getting to a place where some of us, because I have to say that some of us don't have to be the loudest in the room. Some of us don't have to be nasty. Some of us don't have to show our body to be the best body in the room. Um, Some of us still walk around with knowledge enough to kill somebody from the inside out and don't speak a word.
1: Hello. Everything don't need to be said. I learned that too as an adult. Mm -mm.
0: And some of us understand that no matter how much you love a person, no matter how important a person's position is in your life, if they don't believe that they're loved, if they don't believe that their position is of importance and value, you got to let them rock out. Mm -hmm. I agree. And that is gross. And that is um, kudos to the women of today. Um, I love the fact that women are not just saying, Oh, I want to be an actress and I'm going to die being an actress. Women are just like, okay, I tried acting. Let me see what it is behind that camera.
1: Mm, That part I love.
0: Oh my gosh. Because there's a view, there's a view of life of handling a situation that men cannot capture from their mindset to film or to a show. There is a, uh, uh, understanding that, yes, I can be the best dancer at this point in time in my life. I can have the music career showed you that I can be behind the camera and run a business. I can be a wife. I can be a mother. And I can also tell you that this is my last album and I'm just going to focus on my business and doing film. I am and I'm I'm, like I'm loving life I'm for like Tiana Taylor right now.
1: I am too. She's the happiest little wife that I've ever seen, and I love that for her.
0: My word.
1: Her children bring her such a sense of joy in the relationship that she has with her husband. I love I that. I love that. If it, it, it feels authentic to me, the way that he speaks of her, the way that he speaks of his daughter. And you can, I don't want to say you can tell, but looking at her. In her experience and her family that's what she's always wanted
0: you you have that level of relationship that they have you have to be able to respect the person in their full capacity because mm-hmm. when I see him and you didn't tell me that he played basketball I wouldn't know he played basketball yeah he doesn't, he doesn't have a, a braggadocious uh character about him he's just very mm-hmm. chill And so I love the fact that they don't have to step on each other's toes. They don't have to cross lanes. She don't have to be at every game to be supportive. Sometimes he's with her, sometimes he's not. Like Mm -mm. I love the fact that women have evolved to understand that their relationship doesn't have to look one way. I love the fact Mm. that just because your mom and your father would like you to marry your preacher and he's an actor and cover up your body, and if that's not your ministry by all means sis divorce him and and do the mm. do the show you want to do do the movie like you want to do and have the career mm. because there's so much manipulation that comes with a man or a woman that wants to focus on always looking good for the public eye nobody knows what she was really dealing with with that man nobody knows what that man was really dealing with with her Facts. both ways yeah
1: like but so, my thing when, you, when you do things for the appearance, it can never be authentic. If you are always trying to project an image to the public to protect the actuality of your relationship, it's never going to be a good thing. Right. I don't think everything is for everybody to see anyway. I mean, different strokes for different folks. But if you have to hide or you have to doctor up your image of your relationship for the public, then you might as well keep it to yourself.
0: Listen, if I have to sneak to the side to kiss you, uh-uh. No, I don't want it if if you can't hug me in front of everybody no I don't want it if your idea of everything's cool is because it's cool for you and not cool for the other person I don't want it when I tell you the way no one is going to know who the next piece of meat is in my life <laughs> no one's going to know who that man is Because I feel like when you're in the right relationship, you don't have to, you don't have to control it. You don't have to put a stamp on it. You don't have to yell it for everybody. You don't have to put it on blast for everybody. And it's going to show up in your character. It's going to show up in your glow. It's going to show up in the way that you walk into a room. Like how people just know like something good happened to you or you must be pregnant. It's that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's the glow. Mhm. so when y'all see me glowing don't ask no questions
1: yeah i'm not telling nobody i'm sorry i want to keep my relationship private only because outside energy ruins things i don't i don't need the eyes i believe in energy i don't need you speculating you might see an arm though that's about it
0: i had to tell my yeah. mom my mom was like well i knew when when i met him he wasn't he wasn't right i said my there's no man that I ever been with that met you where I brought them to meet you where I'm just like this one this is it
1: but you know that's an actual thing though I do I do think parents know that happened to Whoopi Goldberg going to her marriages her mom was like yo I'll pay like we can leave right now I got the card
0: and yeah she
1: because I don't want to embarrass him why would you want to marry somebody that you'd have to embarrass if you left
0: but that's the thing like she thought she knew before I knew I said I always knew what relationships I was in that was going to be temporary Mm -hmm. I was just trying to see if me playing the part made more sense than actually being with what I wanted what I felt like I needed like I really thought that what I wanted in a relationship and what my future looked like, oh, I could take that off the table because they they treat me really nice here. Oh, I could take that off the table because they don't like animals. oh, but if I, if we have kids, they will never be able to go to the zoo. They will never be able to have a pet. what kind of <laughs> and then I, I was like, oh, why are you taking away things that you want for somebody that is any minute? Even do anything pivotal in your life yet and then I had to come to a point where like there's some people that you can love that you can care about that you want the best for that are just not for you yes and that's I,
1: very mature that's I, very
0: mature <laughs> and I think for women you have to know like just because you had it and people know that you had it and you're around it doesn't mean you have to bark because other people come near it. Like I was telling if I was out on lunch or anything with my kids' fathers and a woman saw him and they didn't understand what was the dynamic of our relationship because we weren't, you know, booed up. sis you want to come over here? Let me move.
1: Oh no, I'm giving very much this must be your sister vibes when my son's father Because I Like, no. Do you want his number? Let me go
0: to the bathroom. What? The bathroom. Let me go help. Oh, yeah, okay. Mm-mm. come on like there was a time where i was getting so frustrated <laughs> i was getting so frustrated with my first ex where i was auctioning him off on twitter all his pros like he's single he's a working man he, he takes care of his child have mm-hmm. it!
1: no we were in target once and somebody was lingering around too much with the conversation i was like i'm gonna go over here wink wink you guys you know right what other aisle so you guys can chop it up and i don't feel up do what you do bro
0: knowing when to let go i love that women today know when to let go and they're not bothered by someone not wanting to be there because i'm telling you i am the one if you want to leave i'm going to hold the door open for you
1: um we still need to minister some some to some young ladies um there's still people out there who don't know when to leave. Like I said, that's one of the biggest issues, particularly in our culture, when to leave and when to stay. Because there's sometimes where people, we, we leave too early too. That is an issue with women. Some women leave too early.
0: Some I, think, too I think the only time you leave too early is when you feel like what other people are telling you you're supposed to have by now mm-hmm. is more important than what you feel is of quality that you already have. Absolutely. Right. Um, or, or maybe you question
1: certain things like whether or not you're worthy. Like, do I do I need this person? Does this person actually suit me? What are other people going to think if I choose the person that I actually want? That that part right there. But who who cares what other people think? If it works for you and it checks your boxes and it helps you grow and it makes you feel like the best you, who cares?
0: This is why DHK is making bank. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about if your Yeezys are legit. Mm-hmm. No one cares if your Dunks are legit. Who's going to? In the words of Sharif, who's going to take me, boo? Okay. Who's and going to see me out in the grocery market? Be like, <laughs>
1: what? But if you have the time to fact check whether somebody has something real, you got too much time on your hands. Because why I you don't care? care.
0: I love the fact that Ocho singles like, oh, I'm sitting in coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My jewelry is fake. <laughs> you know, um, who is that on? Uh, he made a video today. Damn, I can't think of his name. Um, but he was basically saying, you know why I still have money? And he pulled his tag because I like going to H and M and getting five ninety nine t shirts. Hello, Like... To me, mm-hmm. to me, sex appeal, um, things that make my neighbors do standing ovation is a man that's taking care of himself health-wise, mental-wise, is not rushing to be on someone else's clock for something he doesn't want to do in the first place. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't care what anybody else thinks about how he wears it, what he drives, where he lives who he's with, what he's eating, when he's Mm -hmm. going on vacation, um, but you don't have this watch, but you don't have this car, um, but you don't have a bad bitch. A lot of people have bad bitches.
1: And they hate them. I'm sorry.
0: They hate them. They're (laughs) jealous of them. And Mm -hmm. they realize I bit off more than I can chew. But if I leave now, she's going to take everything from me. So I'm going to act like I'm happy here. Mm, miserable existence and a lot of men have bad bitches in the mm. sense that oh i thought i could handle her but this she's she's wicked from the inside out
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Like on, on paper though right mm-hmm. great for an instagram posts
0: what what and then today you have like- you have wealthy men who instead of Facing the fact that the pretty girl, the most wanted girl, the woman on the magazines that they thought they wanted, they can't stand being around her mm. despite the children that they have. I know I say I'm retired, but let me go back to work.
1: Yeah. Oh my God.
0: And the, and the fact that she hates that I went back to work, she filed for divorce. Ooh, that was a better Ooh. way of getting out of my marriage. Like, mm-hmm. He knew he didn't want to stop football.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, he did.
0: Yes, he did. And that's another thing. I think what's going to really help women is women giving men the space to say, okay, you're unhappy in this relationship with X, Y, and Z. Let me tell you what I'm unhappy with in this relationship. And I'm not gay. And I'm not a monster and I'm Mm -hmm. not trying to demean you. And I'm not trying to say that you're a horrible woman. I'm just trying to say what I'm not happy with, but I want to fix it with you. Mm -hmm. A lot of men don't say what they're not happy with in a relationship because they feel like a woman's going to go berserk. She's going to play victim. He's going to be a monster. Oh, I'm filing for divorce because you're leaving me. It must be some
1: bitch. I think that's exactly what happened with them. Why would you want to take care of that thing? That one thing that makes that man happy is playing that game. That sport made him happy. And he was doing that before you came into his life. Why would you want to take that? He wasn't home
0: before. But I also understand this and women have to understand this. If a man has X, Y, and Z kids Mm -hmm. and he was comfortable with not being around for X, Y, and Z kids, and you want to marry this man, if you ain't on the field with him, you ain't on the court with him, you going to be around X, Y, and Z kids. Is this what you want? She knew, well, she
1: assumed that it was going to be different for her.
0: I can't see you being happy
1: as a wife taking away something that your husband loves. I think that's something that should have been discussed. That's something that should have not been um, compromised on. If that's truly what made him happy, I'm going to leave the game on my own terms. Yeah. And his issue is he the issue is he compromised on something that he knew he didn't want to do. And now he had to deal with her. But you said you, you would you but I didn't mean it. You should you shouldn't agree to something that you knew with your heart you didn't
0: want. There's so many men that get married to a woman because they feel the pressure that society is telling me is it, about time that I do it. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to. Let me tell you something. And this is why I so wholeheartedly and believe that proposals are private. Mm. I don't want no man to ever feel like our relationship is so great and they want to take it to the next level and marry me and propose to me in public because I will say no because I'm mm-hmm. already going to tell you don't ever try to propose to me in public.
1: I'm too awkward for something like that.
0: Why? What?
1: Why do we need to make a spectacle? I don't even like attention unless it's one on one.
0: I barely like that. Turn off the lights. (laughs) Turn off the lights. I don't need you seeing none none of my grays in areas where I can't see them.
1: That's a whole nother topic we should do. (laughs) Because that is what? And don't tell me you saw it. I don't want to talk about it later.
0: Oh, my God. But I done talked your head off. You said great things. My computer is going to die. I'm not getting the um, charger. Happy Women's History Month. Continue to do great things. Continue to raise that young man to be better than the ones outside today because we need it.
1: Continue to raise those beautiful, strong young women you have. I love them both dearly. Oh my God, the things that come out of their mouth. I love it you're doing something right you are doing something right they are free thinkers Girl. confident
0: I was like oh, are you too close to the tv <laughs> well what does that mean <laughs> and I just learned like the best way to win it is to feel like she won it All mm-hmm. all right you got it you got it bro all right so yes, this was she gets a pod. Do you want to tell these people where to find you, or do you want to stay incognito? I'm gonna be a little
1: incognito. I like that. I like a that. I work for a very corporate place, so yeah, <laughs> incognito. My opinions are mine. They are not shared by others. I
0: other like that. <laughs> meanwhile i'm going to stay on tiktok telling you how stupid people in corporate are because they (laughs) um but i i just felt like i needed to do this because i don't want to become the woman hating men uh platform that a lot of men are choosing to get on now because they don't know how else to express themselves but i will say a lot of things that were discussed on here if a man listens it's about understanding and if you want to understand a woman if you listen this far Mm You understand? Okay. She gets a pod. Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving me your ears. And um, I'm going to drop it when I drop it. But it's all good. Thank you, Miko. You're welcome, babe. Oh, thank you.